you for tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please send your greetings if you're listening in live. Love to greet you personally. Uh, see a few people have done that already. I'll give it a few more times for that to build up. Um, I'm going to be speaking on spiritual gifts in the bride part two this time and just to remind everyone please remember to uh, go ahead and if you're watching on YouTube to su click subscribe and the little bell so you get notified we sure appreciate that and also just request your prayer um, we're in the process of doing some planning for um, missions trips coming up this fall, the Lord being willing, and we're, we're just in need of the Lord's uh, wisdom and direction, so just be with us in prayer about that. Also, if you would just pray for me, this uh, coming this end of the week, I'll be flying out to Fresno to work with the little church out there in California, and thankful to be have the opportunity to minister to those dear people. It looks like I'm not quite loud enough, so I'm going to turn it up here a little bit so that you hear me better. That should be good. A few people are sending their greetings. Uh, Brother Peter, God bless you. Sister Sally, good morning. God bless you. Uh, Brother Varam, God bless you as well. Thank you all for listening in. I know there's a number more who are listening. Appreciate you. So let's get into our subject. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. The word uh, desire there is zilu. It means to have strong affection towards, be ardently devoted to. All right, so Paul is directing us, follow after love and have a strong affection and be ardently devoted to spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. And if you remember uh, in, that, in that portion where he speaks about prophecy, it speaks more, it's more than just foretelling the future Paul is saying uh, he's he's contrasting the fact that people speak in tongues in service without an interpreter and he says if you speak in tongues tongues um, the people won't know what's happening but if you prophesy then it speaks to the edification uh, and the convicting and the comfort of the people and so he's pointing to that, the 
the necessity and the need and and the blessing of prophecy in the church amen and 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 a desire a desire when it's born out in our in our walk with the lord when it's when when it goes forward it's prayer so prayer is birthed in desire so we should pray for spiritual these spiritual gifts and we should pray rather that we should prophesy this is this is important saints and let's not lose track of this let's not get so caught up in the programs of our church wonderful we thank god for the programs of sunday school we thank god for our regular services we thank god for our pastors and the evangelists that come through missionaries we thank god for that those ministries and those gifts and yet it's not supposed to be just a people sitting in the pew taking in what's being spoken it's it's supposed to be believers each one of us having the leadership of the holy spirit and with gifts operating in the church in the sermon pardon october 28 1963 pentecost was our pattern no one will have to say but what or can say but what that the church was inaugurated on the day of Pentecost and the same spirit that came upon them on that day every time without fail in the Bible when the Holy Ghost came upon the people they acted the same way in the rejected king brother Branham says in the same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost which we all know that was the birth of the new church if that same Holy Spirit don't bring the same experience to you then you got a different holy spirit than what that was exactly right if it don't make you live a sacrificial life and a life full of joy and pleasure and the baptism of the spirit leading you into signs and wonders and miracles and things there's something happened jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe amen so the the same holy ghost that fell on the day of pentecost falls upon us and produces the same kind of life and the same gifts because it's the same Christ he's the same yesterday today and forever acts 2 i i want to linger there for another moment the gifts of the spirit are for us for today and many times they're left in the background and the prophet says the most we can see is a few anointed preachers and the people just sit there so they can take it in so this is a far cry from what paul spoke about that all had the leadership of the holy spirit and all participated in spiritual worship we need to pray for that we need to get back to that we, we, we need to remember that gifts of the Spirit are for now, and they're necessary for the edifying of the church in this day. Now, now, we don't need it in another age. We don't need to just talk about the testimonies that happened back there. We need Jesus on display in believers now. Amen. And it's the power of the Holy Ghost is still working it's not just in sensations, but yet there are sensations. Let's talk about that. 
Acts 2, 32 and 33 says this, This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we, are, we all are witnesses. We're witnesses. We've seen something. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. All right. So, sensation is defined as a physical feeling or perception resulting from something that happens to or comes into contact with the body. How could you be a witness of Jesus without receiving a sensation? Remember, the five natural senses are see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. Right? So, these five senses produce sensations. So here we see in Acts 2.33, he says, you see and hear the, the results of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the believers. So these are, these, the people are observing believers receiving the Holy Ghost. And they experience the sensations of seeing and hearing. We don't base it on merely seeing and hearing. We base it on the word. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. We need to have scripture to back up what we see and hear. But nevertheless, there is a seeing and in there is a hearing. The people watching had a sensation. Seeing and hearing, both senses. What about the people experiencing it? They experienced it. They heard it, they saw it, and no doubt they felt it, right? Luke 24, 32, and they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? Amen. A few more people sending their greetings. Just want to send that to them. Uh, Sister Mary, God bless you. Brother uh, WMB, a wise master builder on YouTube, sends their greetings. Sister J, God bless you. How many have felt a burning in the heart when God was speaking to you, whether it be in a service or in times of prayer? When the Holy Ghost comes, many times it produces a sensation, a physical feeling that something is happening to you, that someone has come in contact with the body. Some has co someone has come in contact with the soul. That's an experience. That's a sensation. They saw it happening to themselves. They heard their voices speaking. They felt their hearts burning within in the Sermon the Absolute, December 30th, 1962. You need to meet this living God where you, not only just a mythical thought in your mind, not just not some shiver or some kind of a sensation, but a taught an experience of a real genuine. The same Jesus that walked in Galilee is living today and alive forevermore. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, an absolute that you don't have to take what anyone said. You know for yourself, not for some sensation. 
and in the and if the sensation that you've had in somebody it might have been a real bible sensation and somebody tried to explain it away from you saying those things were in some other day be careful it is true be careful but there is a way to know test it with the word that's the blueprint amen so there it's not as though there's no sensation brother branham says there's a bible sensation but we test it with the word and when we test that sensation we've had with the word we can know whether it's real or not in the sermon what hearest thou elijah in uh, april 12 1959 evening service watch the holy spirit when it comes in tonight how quiet it gets everything but we're after sensations running after little things failing to hear that voice well i'm telling you many times for me personally the way the holy spirit works is it the conviction comes and i don't scream out i become quiet my heart becomes quiet but what i'm i'm feeling a burning in my soul i'm feeling something right in my chest where the power of the holy ghost has come and I'm convicted, and I, I bow my head, and I begin to worship and cry. Many times that's how the Lord works with me. And we again, we have to check it and see, is it a real Bible sensation? In the sermon, The Greatest Battle Ever Fought, Brother Branham says, The Methodist said, when we shouted, we had it, but they didn't. The Nazarene said, when they lived holy, they had it, but they didn't. Pentecostal said, we speak in tongues, we got it, but they didn't. See, see, God unfolding himself, not in sensations. Know that, not sensations yet is with it. You see the place, it just gets it so humble till anybody can see it. If you don't try to put, inject your own mind to it, see in your own thoughts, it's God. Now, and then they become a bunch of fanatics. Then there's the cold formals on this side. Here's the fanatics on the other side. And here goes the bride, right straight through it all, calling from both sides. That's right. God vindicating it as it goes as he goes along his word. Amen. So there it is, right in the middle between the fanatical side and the cold formal side. The bride sits calling both ways. Continued in the greatest battle ever fought. And the royal seat of Christ is the Holy Ghost-filled church, filled with the Holy Ghost. What? Royal seed by the promise. Not by sensation, but by the promise of God. They stand by the word of God and chop their way through, screaming, Hallelujah. Amen. So again, what is what is Brother Branham's point? Is his point when he says not by sensations to say we don't have an experience with God, we don't have any sensations, or is he trying to point out to us we're not to base our faith merely on sensations and go off into fanaticism, but we're supposed to base our, base our faith in the Word and watch it produce a life. And that life includes sensations. See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. All right, let's look at a true sign overlooked, 1961. 
I'm going to tell you something. It's a shame. People trying to. I've never believed that the Holy Ghost was shaking. I never believed that the Holy Ghost was evidence of speaking in tongues or crying and shouting. Them is emotional sensations. I believe the Holy Ghost can do that. But the Holy Ghost is tabernacling deity. I believe a great bunch of people that claim to have the Holy Ghost don't know one thing about him. You meet God. How the day of Pentecost, they said, now like the Baptists today, the Presbyterian and Methodists, I asked, do you believe you got, oh yes, we accept it by faith. By faith, nothing. That isn't it. It's a sensation, like you like to see a sunset. You stand and watch the sun go down and cry and tears run down. That ain't God, that's emotions from something that's in you. You hear of somebody being sick or someone dying, you scream out and cry. That's not God, that's human emotion. I've seen people at a ball game get so happy they'd stammer their lips, everything else. Don't tell me. We are at need of a revival, a salvation, and the Pentecostals come around Get the people worked up and tell them when they speak in tongues, they got the Holy Ghost. And some of them live all kinds of lives afterward. Listen, brother, at the day of Pentecost, it wasn't so. They ne never relied upon any tongues or anything. While they were there, standing in one place in one accord, God came down literally among them. They saw on each one of them licks of fire about like that hanging above their head. God was there. It was no accepted by faith or some emotion. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and then went out and began to speak with tongues. But first, they met God. That's what's the matter today. People get worked up in excited emo uh, emotion, and it's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is tabernacling deity. Your words is his words. Tell you what we need today is a call. Amen. Amen. quite a number of quotes. I just want to take a few minutes to expound here. So so here we we're, we're seeing Brother Branham say it's not based on emotion. It's not it's not based only on faith. Well both of them are true. It is based on faith. Uh, the Apostle Paul in Galatians says did you receive the Spirit by the obedience of the law, by the works of the law? Or did you receive it by the hearing of faith? Um, absolutely, faith is connected. We receive every thing of God by faith. And it's His grace that gives us the faith to receive it. Right? But it's not merely just all I believe and I have it. No, it's it's if you believe and you need to have an experience. All right? So without an experience, okay, for, for example, um, when, I, when I got saved... I was sitting in my, I was driving my vehicle and I just cried out to the Lord. I'm tired of, I'm tired of living this way. I want to live for you. That was what was in my heart. And I had prayed before many times, you, you know, you go, you go drinking, you get, you, 
you drink too much or you smoke marijuana, you get back home, there you are, you know, at least for me, going to a Christian school and here, you know, we we have this just uh, repentance there. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I shouldn't do that. I'll be better. No, that doesn't change anything. That's not real repentance. That's just being sad for the results of what you've done. But in this situation, I said I was tired of it and I want to live for you. That's a different request. And I had the, immediately I had the sensation of a weight of bricks being lifted off of me. Okay, so a person could have that sensation and go back to living the same life, but the thing is, I had that experience with God where I really met Him there in my vehicle, and what happened was I had the the feeling of losing the guilt, right? But then immediately there, my desire was different. Now I had a desire for the Word, I didn't have a desire for the world. I had a desire for the word. Now I still had sanctification that needed to take place in my life, growing in my faith, and a lot of things I needed to get to fall off. But from there, my desire was different, and God began taking off this and taking off that and all these different things that he took off in my life. But it was an experience that I can point back to and look there. And yes, I had a sensation but it wasn't based on the sensation alone. You can't go back and point at the success, that sensation should produce a transformation in your life. If you just had a sensation and it didn't change your life, it's not a real experience. It's just an anointing that you felt on your flesh or on your spirit man. November 3rd, 1963, Brother Branham says, and I've said that genuine born-again experience will punctuate every promise of God with amen. Doors and Doors, 1965. Now remember, let me straighten it. Pentecost is not an organization. Pentecost is an experience that you receive. You Methodists, Baptists, Catholics, and all can experience Pentecost. You can't join Pentecost, because there's no way to join it. Leadership, 1965. Oh God, please, Lord, catch this day that we're living. Oh, it's so hard, Father. Satan has just done so much to the people. Their hearts have become stony. Your spirit speaks right out. Your word comes forward, vindicates. But the old-fashioned, born-again experience, it's become into a denominational intellectual conception, a lot of music, a lot of shout, a lot of carrying on, but really that heart of flesh, that spirit, that eternal life, it's certainly become foreign to the church. My, what a statement. The real born-again experience has become foreign to the church. Unfortunately, I think in some ways it is today. It's just, well, we believe, just believe the message. The, the evidence of the Holy Ghost is believing the message. So you have no need of an experience, and it's not by sensation. So you certainly don't need any experience. You just need to believe. And we have a lot of people in churches. 
They don't have an experience. They don't have the gifts. They don't have the life. Yeah, they're nice people, wonderful people, love, lovely people. But no reality of Christ in their life. What a danger. What a distraction. What a problem. Brother Branham says, you say, I believe the message. And what, is, what does he respond? He said, that just means you can read. You must have the token. So what is he trying to say is, believe, yes, believe. But you have to have an experience with God where in the very literal life of Christ comes into you and it produces a spiritual transformation. All right. I got a ton more quotes coming. Um, Let's just continue to go in just a little bit longer and then we'll um, call it quits here. Question for Sunday mornings. Sorry, it's this time, but at the instant of receiving the Holy Ghost or the baptism of the Holy Ghost, is there a difference? Does a person speak with tongues? Uh, If not always, what manifestation is known? Well, could you imagine a mother giving birth to a baby and not knowing it? She'd have to be unconscious not to know it. Neither can you receive the Holy Ghost without knowing it. There's something takes place in you. See, there's something that changes you. Your whole system, your whole spiritual system is made anew and you become a new creature in Christ, as the Bible puts it, a new creation in Christ. You know it. Now you say, Brother Branham, then you don't believe a man should speak with tongues to receive the Holy Ghost? Not to prove he's got the Holy Ghost. I would that every member of my church spoke with tongues. I would like for them to do that. And if I believe if you ask God, God will grant it to you. But let me tell you, I know plenty of people that speak in tongues and hasn't got the Holy Ghost. And there's not a minister that's true to himself and with his congregation, but what will tell you his congregation the same. What will tell his congregation is the same. The devil can impersonate that. Paul said, Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels, though I give my body to be burned as a sacrifice, though I understand all the mysteries of the word, though I give all my goods to the poor and all these things and have not charity, I'm still nothing. I have faith that I can move mountains and so forth. I'm nothing. Then he said, Then that which is in part will be done away with when that which is perfect is come or when that which is perfect is made known. There you go. There is a definite experience. And it can produce speaking in tongues. It can produce prophecy. It can produce these different things. But it produces, ultimately, it produces a transformation. You're a new creation. But the initial thing is, can it produce, does receiving the Holy Ghost produce an experience or a sensation? Absolutely. If you don't know you've received the Holy Ghost, how in the world, how, how in the world can it be something that the people saw and heard on the day of Pentecost. We saw and heard what happened. In, in I want to keep going a little bit. In the book, in the sermon Desperations, 1963, Brother Branham says, in the book of Acts, the Jews received it and immediately spoke in tongues. The Gentiles did the same. Uh, wait a minute. This is not a quote. Excuse me, (laughs) I apologize. I had written my notes as though they looked like a quote of Brother Branham. (laughs) So 
So this is my notes. In the book of Acts, the Jews received it. They immediately spoke with tongues. The Gentiles did the same, but the Samaritan says, it says nothing about tongues. It just says the disciples laid hands on them. And when Ananias prayed for Paul, he received his sight back and was filled with the Holy Ghost, but there was nothing about tongues. Then in the coast of Ephesus, it says they spoke in tongues and prophesied. In 1 Corinthians 12.30, Paul asked the questions as though the answer is given. Is a given? Do all speak with tongues? No, not all speak with tongues. It can accompany receiving the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't always. Now, in the sermon Desperations, Brother Branham says, And now it shows that the blood has been shed and has been applied to you. The price has been applied to you. And you have the token that the blood is applied to you and you're accepted. Get it now? Oh my, oh, now not... Just not no certain evidence. See, you say, Brother Branham, I feel it in your mind. See, you see, why will I know? Look, what were you and what are you? There is how you know. See, what was you before the, this token was applied? What are you after it's applied? What was your desires before and what is your desires after? Then you know whether the token is applied or not. And these other things just automatically go with that. See, so let's put that in order. We can have gifts, emotions, fruits of the Spirit without having the true baptism of the Holy Spirit in your soul. You can have an anointing that produces temporary results. But the true and genuine Holy Ghost baptism that comes into the soul leads us into all truth, produces the fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ, the gifts of the Spirit, emotions, sensations, etc., it, this, these things flow out of receiving the revelation of who Jesus Christ is and then being transformed by the Word. I think that's, that's clear and that's easy to understand. Romans 12, 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it's a transformation, and our mind is renewed. It's changed. It's different. We think different. We act different. We live different. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26, Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So it takes the word washing us changing us again look we shouldn't be against sensations we shouldn't be against the power of god moving in a service we shouldn't be against emotions these things are a part of our walk but we can't base our faith merely upon the fact that i had an emotion i had a sensation i had a feeling we can get into emotional workup without the power of God. But many times when the power of God, emotions comes. Again, don't get it out of order. It's good to have emotions. It's good to shout. It's good to cry. It's good to be quiet. It's good to be loud. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do. But that's not necessarily the evidence of the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost brings transformation, brings gifts, 
brings the supernatural on the scene. And even then, we know that any of that can be in the life of a false uh, seed, or, or we, should, we, would, we should say um, a weed. The same spirit that makes the wheat grow makes the weeds grow. The prophet taught us that clearly. Anointed ones at the end time, you can be gen- anointed with the genuine Holy Spirit and still be false. Many shall come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Have we not cast out devils? Have we not done many wonderful works? And I will say unto them, verily, verily, I say unto them, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom, but he that doeth the will of my Father in heaven. In other words, it's receiving the word and producing the life. And other things go along with that, right? But it's receiving the word for your age and then producing the life of Christ through you. It's not merely about emotions, sensations, gifts, and fruit, but it's about receiving the word and then the life being produced behind it. And, and, then, and then if you have that, have all the emotions you want in the world. But don't base it on emotions. Don't say because we were emotional, the Spirit of God was there. You can be emotional based upon the gifting of someone to bring you an emotion. That doesn't make it real. That doesn't make it right. You can listen to a a good speaker and he can make you feel emotional. No, that's not it. It's the power of God moving amongst the people to produce the reality of Christ amongst us. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're desiring. Not merely emotion, but we want the power of God. Amen. And then whatever it produces amongst us, that power of God then we're thankful and we're rejoicing. So God bless you. I hope that makes sense to you. If you have any questions, prayer requests for me, please let me know. We sure appreciate you. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Jason DeMar's live podcast. New episodes are posted every Tuesday and Friday. We thank you all for listening in. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to watch the video portion of this. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.